Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle have won. Alrighty, let's get into round 16 review. Cowboys defeat the Panthers 27-23. Look, I know, like, a lot of people sit there and go, oh, well, Panthers were missing this player, this player, this player, but Cowboys were missing a bunch of players too. This was a great win for the Cowboys season. Now, you know, were Panthers at their best? Probably not, but as I said, Cowboys were missing a lot of players as well, and geez, doesn't Tamalolo make a difference to that side? Holy moly. Uh, Incredible match winner from Scotty Drinkwater, like... Just pure individual brilliance. And he's been doing that in attack. He, like, even when they get towed up, usually you look at Drinkwater, he's got two or three tries. Um, so really, exactly what the Cowboys needed. Exactly what the Cowboys needed. Isn't Tom Lolo a classic, like, you realise how good he is when he's taken out, but then when you see him get put back in, you just go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> God, they missed him. Oh, massively. They don't there, win the game. Honestly, there's been moments over the last five or six weeks where... I haven't even considered the Cowboys are without him. Yeah. yeah. I, I still think he's underappreciated to some extent. He was fantastic. You said Drinky as well. Oh, there's not many guys that could have scored that try on that last play. So silky. Drinky, so good. And I, oh, it's just so exciting to watch. And I, I know it came from obviously attempting a field goal and rushed and a scattered defense, but. Christ, I'd prefer Golden Try. I don't know about you two, but I hate the shootout. Oh, I don't like the Golden Point. I've never liked Golden Point. It should be Golden Try. And it, oh, I get it because then a lot of games would end in draws, but just, I just hate that every time they get down to you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. They're going to good goal. And it's also like our entire game is built around scoring and stopping tries, and then we get down to the crunch moments, and it completely changes. Mm. It comes down to who can kick a field goal. And the, the problem with the field goal is as well that it creates so much grey area around the field goal. Are your markers square? Yeah. Are they going early? <laughs> Is everyone on side? At the end of the day, referees don't want to decide games mm. on minor little things like that. I, I just think golden try is by far and away the way to go. Yeah, I understand. There's an argument to be said. You know, players should be rewarded. It's extremely hard to kick a field goal under pressure, and that's a skill set in itself. So I understand people that say like that is a, a skill, but I um, I'd much rather golden point. Even like golden point, and I don't know, a player gets 
two players get taken off or something like that yeah. to open space up so people can yeah. score. But if they want to like just like ease in a change to it, you just go golden try, but you know you still play your ten minutes. So as you know, you you kick a field goal, you got one. Mm. All right, the game's still on; it's still there to be won, and, and it goes to ten minutes. And if at the end of it, a team's up by one, then they're the winners. But just. Give players the option that if they see something on rather than no no take the tackle take the tackle play it out to the middle have a shot from forty it's no good they go, no no we see an opportunity let's take it let's go for the try yeah. and then maybe that evolves to at some point it being you know just golden try or whatever it might be but it seems a no brainer well, I it? reckon even if you did that teams would still just go for field goal that they they hundred percent would yeah. but at least it'd tempt them a little bit more into playing eyes up and seeing an opportunity in front of them and going for yeah, it yeah because like, I, I had a whinge the other night about how I hate. In golden point, if you miss a shot at field goal, it's a seven tackle set. Mm. You know, people clap back at me and said, "Oh, it's risk first reward." And I said, "I think the ri- I think the risk is too high to do that." But then I sat there and I went, "Is it? Teams are still going for field goals. Mm. You get a seven tackle set, and all teams do. No one thinks, oh, this is a trial opportunity. Everyone thinks, oh, this is just an easier shot at field goal." Mm. Now I, I I I don't find it entertaining at all. The well, like, what's the negative of? Not having golden, like, why wouldn't it be golden try? Like, what are they gaining out of it being golden point rather than golden try? Is it to try to make them not go the 90 minutes? Yeah, and maybe the fatigue, fatigue factor or something. That, looking after the players. You know, like making the players, yeah, go for 90 minutes. They're trying to avoid that. And, or maybe there's an excitement in the goal. Some people might enjoy the golden point. I do. Like, I really enjoy golden point. I think it's so much fun. You're on the edge of the seat the whole time. Every single set they line up for one. From a footy standpoint and, and whatnot, I'd prefer obviously the Golden Try. But I I I love Golden Point. Thrilling. Do you, do you think? Do you think like if you lose Golden Point, you should get something for it? <coughs> you, oh, I know nah. that'd be changing a lot of the fabric. But no, nah, I don't reckon. No. I, I personally have always liked Golden Try. Um, I just think that you know Golden Point, although you are on the edge of your seat and it is exciting, it is a bit predictable. But I don't think it's a huge problem to be honest. Mm. I, I I mean. Yeah, I don't think it's a huge problem, but I probably would prefer a golden try. Just because, like, field goals are great, but it's just – it's it's not as exciting. It is exciting, but it could be more exciting than just watching two teams go back and forth as in just rolling up field goal attempt, rolling up field goal attempt, rolling up field goal attempt. If you could just add in that extra spice of, like, golden try, just I reckon they would still go for the field goal, yes, but there would be times where players go, oh, I'm going for it. There'd be – Play set up or like we're looking like we're going for a field goal, but we want to score the try. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, but I don't think it's a it's a big big concern. I I still find it exciting. I still find it exciting. But to the Cowboys, um, this is exactly what they needed. Look, they still missed you know a substantial amount of tackles and they weren't perfect. And but again, a win's a win. They've now won. They've now beaten the Storm and beaten Panthers. It's not bad. It's not bad. It wasn't a pretty victory by any means, but uh, when you're in the Cowboys position, you don't need them to be pretty. You just need to start to stack some wins up. Uh, I said Tom Lolo was fantastic. I thought Tommy Dearden was really good as well. Jeez, he's going to be. Strongest hips in the game. Yeah. Baby Baron Hips. Hipstag specialist. Baby Baron Hips, those ones. Um, he, I'm so scared when he gets into the Origin Arena and is really established. I think he's going to be such a good footballer for so long. Dude. I just love how, like, when there's a big game, Dearden is usually one of the main men. Yeah, he loves time. it. Yeah. He just rips and tears. He just goes after the game. I can't wait to see him develop as a player because, as I said, been saying for a long time, I actually think he's going to be a really good seven when he 
you know, develops into more player. But like, what is he? Twenty one years old. Can you get his age? I think he's twenty one. And as you said, whenever there's a big game, Tom Dearden stands up. And like, when you look at Tom Dearden and his career, like what he's been through, he's got no right to stand up in big moments. Mm. He should have been scarred forever from what happened at the Broncos. And the way he's turned it around has been incredible. 22. 22. Far oh, out. That is so young, like, with everything that he's been through and... Um, well, the, the way the game's going and how guys are getting older, like, he could have 14 years left. Yeah. And he's already... I mean, he's already proven he can step up to the biggest stage, Origin. And that was last year. He was 21. Um, but, yeah, he had a try, a try assist. Um, he had 12 runs, 126 metres. Uh, six tackle breaks, two line breaks, uh, 21 tackles, only two misses. Just just, uh, just went at the game. He just really went at the game. And talk about going to be a crowd favourite over the next 10 years at the Cowboys. Like that, He is going to be beloved. And I don't even think we're scratching the surface with how good he can be. Coming through the grades, he was the next big thing. Like He was the man coming out of school. Broncos had such huge wraps on him. And as I said, like in a year where the Cowboys are really struggling – for a 22-year-old to go, I'll be the man to, to get us out of this, super impressive, super impressive. I thought Kyle Felt back in was really good too, Mark. Yeah, he was huge. He was huge. He ran for 260 metres. Two line breaks, four tackle breaks. The big fella. He's Center. been so reliable for so long, yeah. Kyle Felt. Just had a, a few poor games, mm. got dropped last week, comes back into the side, shows yeah. he absolutely still has it in him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think Kyle Felt's biggest problem has been for a long time the way when Kyle Felt has a bad game, like Christy has a bad game. <laughs> but outside of that, he is normally so consistent. He just he always just finds a way to score, doesn't he? Oh, he, yeah. Like he can just put the ball in the air in a crucial moment to find a way. He'll come down with it. He's one of the game's best finishers, in my opinion. And he's because definitely he's, like he has literally won so many games for the Cowboys since 2015. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Um. Finny Fuweki. Did he say Finny Fuweki? believe so. Oh, um, he looks good. Jeez, he looks yeah. good. Far out, he looks good. It's just the embarrassment of riches that the, uh, the um, Cowboys have on the ad, that edge back row. It is crazy. It's, it's like, what are those little dolls where they get smaller and smaller? And it's like Nanai, Lukey, and then this kid. You're like, fuck. They could all be guns in three years. It's like they're each at... Three different stages. I, I love the look of him. Yeah. Fini Fuyaki. I think it is. Fu, Fini Fuyaki. Um, but he is, he's just like, he's quite nuggety too. Yep. And he's just a, a bulldozer. And I just love the way he goes after it in the game. Like, as soon as he gets on the field, that he just has an intensity about him that lifts everyone around him. Like, you look at his stats, and it's not crazy. It's not like world beating. But if you watch the game yep. and see the energy that he brings, he lifts the people around him. It's a bit like uh, when you see Spencer Lanyu come on the field for Penrith. Yeah. He just The momentum just sort of changes around him. Absolutely. Uh, Griffin Neem, he was outstanding. One of his best games, honestly. He was so good. 167 metres in the middle, 18 runs, uh, 65 minutes, so heaps of minutes. Um, you know, 35, 33 tackles. So, you know, then you got Leilua. He also had some good moments. Um got through a plenty of work and so you, you look at it and you go as we've said not the prettiest win but they've beaten the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers now they did the Penrith Panthers without their players and if there's one team that has a system to rely on it's the Penrith Panthers whereas the Cowboys they don't have that uh, luxury or you know 
thing to fall back on. So the fact that they were able to do this without Cotter, Holmes, um, who else? Cotter, Holmes. Nanai. Nanai. There's one more. Robson. Robson, yeah. Fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's incredible. Well, that's it. We, like, you, you mentioned at the start that it was a game maybe they sh- should have won with all the Penrith players out. All three of us on here, like Matty's included, we tipped Penrith. <laughs> so yep. the Cowboys had enough out that it was enough for us to say, go up to Townsville. Well, we, we were still tipping Penrith. So mm. it was a game that Penrith could afford to drop. It was a game the Cowboys had to win. I said, might not have been pretty, but they got the job done. You had my number. You could have called me. <laughs> I would have tipped you off. Oh, Shout out Jakey Granville, 89 minutes at hooker in 2023. Yeah. And like, you know, he, he missed some tackles, but, you know, not all misses are equal. When you're in the middle there for 90 minutes, you're a small fella, haven't played. Uh, when was the last time you even played 80 minutes at hooker? It's been ages. Ages ago. You can afford to, you know, have, look, you had a lot of misses, but again, they got the win and he worked his absolute backside off for that side. One that I like look of is this Laybutt. Um, mm. Didn't blow it away, but just some of his touches that he had. It's just something about him. I really like the look of him. And I think with uh, Peter Hiku leaving at the end of this season, I reckon he'll be the starting centre next year for the Cows. Yeah, definitely looks like he's got a lot of potential. Moves really well. Has a kind of classiness to him that you sometimes separates you from other debutants. Um so yeah, he didn't set the world alight, but I do agree. You know, he he just moved quite well. Just he never panics. He yeah, he always feels like he's got time. Um, so really, really good for the Cowboys. Where does this put their season for you guys? They make the eight. Where are they coming now? Where are they? Thirteenth. Thirteenth on sixteen points. So they're a game out of the eight. The Eels are on That's eighteen eight. Yeah, and they've played fifteen games as well. Whereas, like, there are teams ahead of them that have played fourteen. Yeah. So out of the top eight, one, two, three, four, five. Five teams in the top eight have played 14 games. Never ceases to amaze you how close this table is, does it? Craziness. Craziness. When I look, yeah, I mean, we'll get to it, but the fact that Melbourne Storm are equal second, insane. We'll get to how incredible that's not. Like, fuck. They have not had a good year. They're equal second. (laughs) I'm sick of them just... Doing this shit, man. Oh, man. Um, I know we'll get to them as well, but even Parramatta being in the eight when they've only had one bye, after you think about how many games they dropped at the start of the season and and how how bad the years wrong for them. Oh, fuck. It's really snuck up that they're on four in a row now. Big time. Uh, I know. And it's like typical Eels. Typical Eels. Like you count them out. This is just like the kind of footy they play. And they've done it with lots of key players out. Fuck. Anyway, we'll get to to them. Um, Yeah, so Cowboys. You know, maybe they do make the eight. And maybe Tamalolo is the fire that they need to ignite their season, where they just get that confidence. Dearden gets a bit of swagger about him, gets those hips shaking and moving. Um, Helam Luke, he suspected, was a broken jaw. Yeah. Please I, get cleared. Like, I'd yeah. be so devastated to see him go down for another six, eight weeks, or whatever it might be. Mm. Like, geez, I hope he gets cleared. And another thing as well, Nanai, he's also been out quite a bit this year. If he goes into Origin Kills, it comes back. All of a sudden, you've got an origin back row. You've got Taumalolo. You've got, you know, Dearden in great form, drink water. You know, like, it all could come together. And a few weeks ago, I was going, in my head, I'm like, I think the Cowboys are done. I just, but this year, I think especially, it's such a unique year because it's the closest year we've had in so long. So almost nearly any team except for maybe, you know, teams sitting on 12 – points so dog, uh, dragons doggies and tigers sit on 10 like any team could go on a run 
and somehow make it into the eight just because the ladder is so close. Whereas I think we're kind of judging all of the time or in our heads saying, oh, Cowboys are done because we're judging them on like a yesteryear kind of vibe. Mm. Whereas this year's vibe, it's just completely different, completely different. Like to think that the Storm, Eels, <laughs> Sharks even, like Sharks have had a, a pretty underwhelming year. They're sitting bloody fifth. Sitting fifth. Isn't it interesting like when you look at that, you know, where I probably draw the line is the Knights are probably the last side I would give a hope to be able to make finals from where they are. But, like, above them, geez, some sleeping giants in Roosters, Seagulls, Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. That if they can just put together form and find something. Well, the Seagulls, with how poor their season's been, they're one win outside the eight as well. Like, it's just insane. Yeah. Mate, the, well, yeah, if, like, they're essentially – they're pretty much one win out of the – out of the four, <coughs> South Sydney are on twenty points. Well, like you have a look at the Roosters in eleventh, they are one win out of the top four. It's insane, insane. So very unique year. So it's going to be hard to like write anyone off or anything like that because oh. it is such a tight race. Um, but yeah, massive congratulations to the Cowboys. They got it done, you know. And and you can't write them off yet. You really just can't write them off yet. Uh, Penrith, look, you can't be perfect. You can't be perfect. And I didn't think that was actually that bad. Um, you know, there were a few opportunities they, they probably missed. Uh, but it's just one of those games where Cowboys played really well, Panthers played okay, and they lost it. I don't think it's a, uh, an indictment on the players. I thought Cogger was pretty good, actually. Um, you know, Dylan Edwards tried his ass off. Taruva was outstanding. Uh, yeah, what would you think of the Panthers? Mate, the one that I enjoyed watching in this game was Jamin Salmon. I thought he was really good at 5-8. The way that he gets over the advantage line and the way that he straightens up. You can, oh, I think he's such a handy guy to have in a squad, mm. to be able to chuck him at. In the second row, he can handle himself. In the halves, he could handle himself. Center, he'd be okay too. Um, I really liked how he played in this game. I was impressed with Salmon. Isaac Tungo obviously had a good game. He, he did a couple of good things. Dill Edwards... 330 run metres from 32 runs. Had a couple of errors in the back end of the game. Probably the last 10 or 15 minutes was very unlike Dill Edwards. But outside of that, I thought he was great. And I think we had him in team of the week, Scotty Sorensen. Just keeps on keeping on. Keeps on getting better and better. It's, it's, uh, he was so good from the bench that it was almost he's too good to play himself into the starting role. But then he gets an opportunity as a starting player and plays outstanding. What do you uh, reckon? Do you reckon he's won the... Starting edge role going forward because they're obviously sort of easing Martin a little bit over the origin period and he's had a few soft tissue injuries as well. When it comes out of the origin period and we go into the run home, what's that back row rotation look like? Because obviously Zach Hosking as well. Do you think Sorensen has locked it in ahead of Hosking or do you think? No, I think I think just the, with the balance of the side, Hosking's is better suited. Just because I think Liam Martin can play a similar role to Sorensen in regards to can break the line open, a lot of speed, a lot of explosiveness. I like the balance of a Hosking where, you know, is he as explosive as Sorensen and Martin? No, but he just runs a really bloody good line, gets through a mountain of work. Um, and so I like that balance. Look, either or can get the job done. Not going to go wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah you're not going to go wrong. And also we know for a fact off the bench Sorensen is incredible. So it's like Hoskins. Could Hoskins have the same impact that Sorensen has off the bench? Probably not because he's a workhorse. So I'd probably go with Hoskins. My thing in the entire time has been that Hosking will stay in the starting spot and that Liam Martin will take it. But 
Jeez, the longer this goes on, and as good as Sorensen's playing, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm starting to wonder if Sorensen does hold it. Mm. And so it's Liam Martin and Sorensen? No, I, I still think that one of Liam Martin or Sorensen will be on the bench mm. for impact. I agree with you. I think Hosking has to be on the right side. I think he's the best option there. But for ages, I've been thinking, oh, Scotty Sorensen will eventually come back to the pine because he's so good coming off the bench. The more I watch him now, the more I'm thinking, fuck, is, is he going to come back there? He might stay there. And ironically, do you think Martin becomes a bench player? Like, in, in, Potentially, in, yeah. Not in, the tra- not in the traditional sense of a bench player, but yeah, coming on and playing 50, 60 straight or something. Quite possibly. I reckon there's a chance it could play out that way. And ironically, Martin is a great bench player. Mate, he's a gun bench yeah. player. Yeah. Um, look, I'd still go with Martin, but it's interesting. Scott Sorensen's creating headaches. Absolutely. I, I reckon I like Hosking and Martin starting and Scotty playing that role, coming off the bench in the middle, can go on the edge if required. Mm. But just maybe, like last year, I don't know what the average minutes wise, maybe it was about 40, or just maybe getting a few more minutes into him throughout the middle or just across the game because mm. he has been so good. And when you go back and have a look at Liam Martin last year, as soon as final started, he became an 80-minute edge back. Yeah. Oh, as soon as final, they, they sort of eased him in for the weeks after Origin, but then as soon as it was crunch time, he was an 80-minute guy. So, there, so. so the last three years... Scotty had averaged 40 minutes, obviously off the bench, 60 minutes averaging this year, obviously inflated by game, starting on the edge. But back to the bench roll, but maybe you get him an extra 10 minutes in there and he spends 15 yeah. minutes on. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my boy, Lindsay Smith. <laughs> Holy shit. <clears throat> He's been the most under the radar forward in the competition. Once again, 15 runs, sorry, 19 runs, 164 metres, 59 post contact, three tackle breaks, an offload, 36 tackles. In 60 minutes. Like, Lindsay Smith is so new to first grade and he's not like the flashy highlight reel. He could walk down the street and you wouldn't even... A lot of fans wouldn't even recognise him. Yet he is putting pressure and getting big minutes. More minutes than Fisher Harris. Um, and more minutes... Oh, so they started... Hang on a sec. They started Spencerlinia. So they started Spencerlino. So how many minutes and more minutes? In Sp- so he's getting the most minutes of any front rower currently at the Panthers, and no one's talking about it. Yeah, I'd like to take this opportunity to ask Lindsay Smith to get a haircut, get a tattoo, put on a headgear, because <laughs> us super coach players that are trying to watch every second tackle that Zach Hosking makes, they look too much alike. You said Pete, he could walk down the street, people wouldn't recognise him. I'd, intrud- I'd, I'd say, hey, Zach, how are you? <laughs> I, must, I make a mistake all the time. How dare you? Make Zach get the haircut. How dare you, sir? Nah, the great Lindsay, the late Lindsay Smith. <laughs> Getting the great Lindsay Smith to get a haircut. But he really it. has come from nowhere, hasn't he? And he's become very, very important all of a sudden. I'd probably argue that he... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. I think he's potentially jumped in front of Matt Eisenhut as far as the next man into the Oh, for the sure. He's, got, he's playing the most, he's playing more minutes than Fisher Harris mm. and Leota. And like, Spencer Lenu leaving next year. And Lenu. So, like, he has just been – I think he's been outstanding. At least for the last month, he has been absolutely outstanding. Um, so, look, as we said with the Panthers, absolutely nothing to worry about. 
one game they lost in a, a tight match. Cowboys were playing for everything. Like, it's insane to think. Like, the Panthers, back-to-back premiers, even in games like this where it would have been very easy for them to go, you know what, we're the back-to-back premiers. Mm. Who gives a shit? We're missing half our side. But they just fight to the death anyway. Just such a good club. Far the, uh, out. the guy that was 18th man in this game, his name's Jack Cole. He can sort of play 5'8 or centre. Very, very talented kid as well that you're going to see soon. On a scale of on. 1 to 10, how Ooh. much could he be anything? I'm going to give Jack Cole a 7 could be anything. Wow. Well. 10 could be anything. What's a 10 out of 10 could be anything? That's a hop good. That's a 10 out of 10. official hop good after this week. Wouldn't that be a grant? Harry Grant, uh, I'm a big Hopgood fan, you know that. Holy. We'll get to the Hopgood moment, don't worry. No, we will, don't we worry, will. that's why I came into that. <laughs> I'm myself out of bed for it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 